Yeah, what do you mean? Like, I can understand if you didn't <laughs> see the person because, like, everyone was going around doing all the things. Oh, he things. was just like, oh, right. yeah. Yeah, like, yes. But I so, can't act like But if he knows that right. it is a man, I just I just need more information. There's like, why would he say no, 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 that? There's no, nothing no, else no, to no, know. No, no. Yeah, yeah. If you, got, if you had oral sex performed on you by the, by the same sex, he's... You're talking about did he see or not? We're yeah. asking you do, do oh. you think he's he's saying he's not homosexual because he didn't see. Uh-huh. But we're saying due to him having that act like performed on him, there's no way of him saying he's not. <coughs> That's pretty much what I'm saying. What do you feel? Well, me personally, if I had got my um <laughs> peen, you know, <laughs> orally washed. Orally <laughs> washed. I would consider myself you know, bi or whatever the case was. I mean, even if you still like girls, you you obviously like guys. So it's like, right. I don't see how. Um, I seen Joe Budden saying something. They were making a joke about his name being uh, Dip Low, but that should have me dying. Dip Low. Yeah, Dip Low. I guess because uh, people dip low. So, uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wordplay. Right. Um. Anyway, guys, this is disorderly conduct. <laughs> right. This is how we started off today. Um, it's actually gonna get a little bit more serious than that. Um, but yeah, this is disorderly conduct. I'm Kali the one. I'm here with a couple of people. You guys, want to introduce yourselself? I'm here Christenka. with Christenka, Luis Antonovich. My name's Jordan, and I'm here with <laughs> Jordan. I'm here with the gang, and we're ready to rock out. Um, so today we wanted to uh, get a little bit more serious than I think we did last time, because last time was cool, but I think we were a little bit more based on uh, current events. This time we wanted to tackle. Uh, what I think about often, I don't know if you guys do, being um, 25 years old, still young, but starting to uh, be a young adult or being older an adult, you know, being in my latter 20s, I guess you could say, and starting to see the world a little bit different than when I was 18 or whatever the case is. So uh, the question I wanted to bring up today or the topic what I want to talk about was the climate of the youth, you know, in America today. And I want to base around a couple of things. And uh, the reason why I wanted to speak with you guys about that is because something I think about often, you know, um, like I said, being 25, how I view something today or now I'm seeing, for instance, rap artists and I'm like, uh, I don't know if I like that dude, but I remember, you know, people saying that to me when I said, Oh, I like Travis Scott or I right. like whoever. So things are starting to change and I'm starting to see things differently. So, um, I just want to touch on that with you guys. So, you know, first thing I wanted to start off with, uh, that I think is so important, um, within, America, especially the youth today, is gender and identity. And um, so I know we see a lot of things today that maybe we didn't see when we were kids, right? Because, you know, now we have, uh, I don't want to say like, it seems to now, you know, I don't want to say it's popular to do this or or to, you know, be transgender or to be uh, homosexual or to be bisexual or to just pansexual. There's all these different um types of sexuality that I'm sure have always existed, uh, but I was not necessarily privy to them when I was Mm -hmm. 15, 14, 13, 12. I wasn't asking for a sex change at that age. I mean, I might have known that there were people out there like that, that viewed themselves that way or felt that way, but it wasn't necessarily in my face. I don't remember being next to kids in class that, you know, was a a woman turned man or man turned woman. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily remember that. So um, the first thing I want to, you know, ask you guys is how do you think uh, the youth in America today views gender and, you know, identity as a, as a whole? Who wants to go first? Jordan. 
Damn, y'all gonna put me <laughs> on the spot like oh, that? Man, we need to hear from you first. Man, uh, that's <sighs> where, where do I start? Um, I think about this topic a lot too. I got a eight year old little cousin. Okay. Love him to death. Watching him grow up is really cool. But I fear for him because of a lot of the things that they're pushing on kids. Um, I think it's cool for people to have an understanding about gender, I guess, and sexuality. But not at such a young age. I don't think... I remember like it was a big thing, I think, in fifth or sixth grade mm-hmm. when they started teaching us about puberty. And and then like your your parents had, had to, to give permission off, yeah. to, to sit in in that class. And now across the country, you have like these radical teachers who are trying to instill this weird and twisted gender ideology <clears throat> onto the youth. Okay. And I think it's... I think it's evil, and I think they do it. Um, I guess gender bending and all the sexual fluidity. I think they do it because they want to corrupt the children, and they know that their ideology it just it just naturally doesn't mm-hmm. like continue. You know, like um, I guess on a biological level, it's gonna die out at some point. So they gotta they gotta reach out and they have to recruit people, and the best people to recruit. Are children who are young and malleable who might not have um, strong parents in their lives telling them like, "Hey, this is right, this is wrong." Okay, and so um, how would you say? Because I like some points that you made in there. How would you say that it differs from our generation? Like you growing up, what more so was it like for you? You know, in your classrooms and stuff like that, when it came to you know gender and you know identity. Well, there was definitely not the idea that there were more than just girl and boy um i think we knew that there was other things going on right but it was just kind of like right it was it was just on the fringe you know it was it it wasn't kind of mainstream there wasn't anybody in my classroom talking about my pronouns or they and them there wasn't um but you know i guess that's just the way things are headed these days and i'm not sure what we can do to combat it Mm -hmm. and do you think that i'm gonna ask you you know flat out honestly I'm going to ask all of you this question flat out. Do you think that, you know, the push of gender fluidity um, these days, do you think, or just, just straight up, do you agree with, with that? Do you see that as something that kids need, uh, yeah, like you said, to be exposed to? No, I, I think it's an evil assault on our children. And I think we touched on like Satanism last time. I yes. think that's where it stems from, honestly. People, um, they want people confused and divided um, because when you're confused and you're divided, you're a lot easier to control through things like fear or um, just introducing other ideas. And it's just it's just sick because children are children should be pure. You know, they, they shouldn't have to learn about sexuality, whether it's like straight or homosexual. Like they shouldn't have to deal with that until they're coming of age. It's deep to have to tackle that at seven eight years old and i think um for me personally i think that the problem that we're running into is i don't mind kids knowing about um different types of sexuality right i don't mind kids being able to get that knowledge the problem that i have is i feel like in today's time we're weaponizing um or not weaponizing we're villainizing people being, I guess, old-fashioned in a way. 
So I think when you when you villainize that and you glorify, you know, the you know, gender fluidity or, you know, um, this side of things, then as a child, you're going to obviously go for what is, I guess, looked at by adults being idolized as the the thing that they're idolizing, idolizing or the thing that they're saying, oh, wow. You know, if they're telling you no, when you when you do that, then obviously you're going to do the opposite. So I think the problem really is that, uh, you know, the people that are in charge of teaching the children this, you know, they have their own agendas. But if there was a way to, you know, learn about it without it being looked at as, oh, well, if you don't agree with this, then you're negative, then it could open up a whole new uh, conversation and maybe a point of view. Because I think when you don't have the pressure of people are going to dislike me for this or like me for this, then you can actually make a true decision. And me personally, I think that children um, aren't necessarily um, smart enough to choose. I I don't want to say smart enough, but old enough at that age to understand sexuality. But you are old enough to be talked to and educated like a young teenager, young adult. I, I believe that because that's how I was brought up. I was brought up. I wasn't sugarcoated or baby talked or anything. I was everything was really given to me like almost like an adult, you know? So I think that would also play a big part into the way maybe teachers or the institution does go about teaching gender um, fluidity. But Krista, what do you think? I, well, I personally am not um, too aware of like where you're coming from. Um, I haven't like seen very extreme cases. So, but I'm also not like in the news like that. But for me, I see it as like a way of, like trying to stop like the idea of a female or male like being put into boxes. That's kind of always how I've I've approached it. Um, I feel like in my adulthood, the whole sexuality talk, it's been confusing because it's like, okay, as a woman, we see other women and we're like, my God, they're beautiful. Oh my God, I would love to look like them. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? I, but then for a man, you can't necessarily do that. You can't, right? Like it's not normalized. But when a man then does it, it's like this question of, okay, are you not straight? Or And, and so I feel like I felt that as a woman. Like, mm. am I not necessarily straight? Like, do okay. I not know? Like I've never had like a, like a talk like that. I feel like I figured out I there's like a spectrum kind of thing. And I feel like we're all on like a, just the middle of it. It doesn't have to be so cutthroat. So for you, not, not to cut so you off, but you've for never children, even experienced. Oh, go ahead. You no, know I'm saying you've never even ex- like when you were younger or, you know, in high school and stuff, you're saying you've never even asked yourself if you were. Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, Definitely. Um, yeah. And I I mean, I really didn't know anyone who was gay until much later on in life, I think high school. And so I think at that point it wasn't confusing. It was just like new and I wish I had understood it more, but it, it growing up in our timeline, I feel like then once it got to a level of, we all need to know about this, it became very like labeled, like it has to, you know, like LGBTQ plus there's so many different things going on. Like, Oh, you need to know all of these things or else. And I think that's not fair you know. because it's like, exactly. When you when you look at, we're only 25 years old, right? So we were 
we were 15 in 2012, right? So it's only 10 years later. And people, this is the thing. I don't want to compare it to this, but we're only 70 years out of being free as black people. And people (laughs) can't necessarily even understand that yet. So when you take from being 20, you know, in 2012, when people were still using um, the word gay as like a that's gay or this is gay, right? You still yeah. have people making jokes about stuff like that. Fast forward 10 years later, we haven't necessarily given people time to even learn all of that. So I think everybody's, a lot of people are so overwhelmed by it because it is in a way being forced down our throat. I mean, at each level being, you know what I mean? And so, so it's then, like, how do so we- So then it's weird. Like if we're teaching that to children, that yeah. doesn't make any sense to me because- the parents don't even understand so really, how, like, how are they? what's yeah, going so, on. Yeah. So like, I'm going to agree with you. It's really evil, in my opinion. I don't I don't find any way to justify it. And let's look at it black and white. Um, if your kid goes up to you and he tells you, hey, I don't want to live here anymore, you're going to look at him and you're going to scoff. You're going to be like, yeah. obviously, you're too young to make that choice for yourself. Yes. So when somebody tells you like, hey, I want to go through hormonal therapy, which is only brought to them by the They're outside people. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by a drag queen that goes to your school and literally pollutes your mind when you can be teaching that child so many other things that are actually progressive to society. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. You're not get, why the fuck do they have drag queens at classrooms spreading their legs, doing weird shit? And I'm not just talking about this is exclusive to Texas. Yeah. There's a lot of states doing this. It's so fucking wrong. Oh, wow. And for people to be okay with the parents to be okay with that, like, get the fuck out of here. That's there, There's something wrong with you if you think you're doing that. And I know this sounds kind of harsh. But honestly, I've, I'm a father myself. I've sat back and watched this shit, and I have fear for the same reasons because I don't ever want a drag queen in the classroom influencing their thought process at such a young age, especially when they're so impressionable and moldable. It, it, it truly fucking bugs me, and I, I don't think it's progressive to society. I think that, like you said, you don't want to be put in a box. Like, if you like stuff that guys like that's okay but you don't have to say hey you're allowed to change your gender just so you can associate yourself with that yeah. that's not right that's weird to me but okay. what do you say about people who are like for instance Dwayne Waits um that's a, a person I like to bring up a lot a child I like to bring up a lot what do you what do you say about someone like Dwayne Waits son where he was he's how or she now I, I don't necessarily know her full I think it's Zaya I want to say I, I don't don't get on my head because but you know she was She's what, 13, 14, and she has um changed her her gender. She was male, now she's, you know, a, a woman. And I've actually seen reports of people uh growing up, getting a couple years older, and then saying, Hey, I want to reverse this. I don't find mm-hmm. this uh as pleasing as I thought. I and feel I feel like at, at 13, 14, you're more developed emotionally, physically, and and you're you have a better understanding of the world. If that's your choice, be happy. I'm 13, not against no, 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 not at 13. I'm just saying better than five-year-olds because we were talking about kids. Definitely, yes. Kids is unacceptable. But as you get older, make your own choices. Be happy. I'm no one to tell you how to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I have nothing against people who choose to be trans. It's yeah. literally fine. What I am against is people who are influencing little kids that you're are not giving them a impression. Choice. You're not giving them a chance to live life. Like, yeah. how the fuck are you going to tell a kid you have the option to do this? Like, and to me, that's wrong. It goes back to my thing. It's like the, the parents of these kids don't even understand, like, what this is where this is going and that's kind of how things work though because like for instance like we're all sitting in a room together and maybe 30 40 years ago 50 years ago we wouldn't be and it's hard for some of 
our parents to wrap their heads around that. Mm-hmm. And so they can't necessarily understand it. So that's the only part where I say it's murky is because it's kind of like it takes this generation that's in it to experience it and then maybe teach us something that we don't know. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I'm not to say who knows when I'm 60 years old and I have a kid, it might come down to where it's like, because I'm sure there was white parents who, let's be straight up, were like, you know, I don't like black people. And then 20 years down the line, their son is best friends with the black guy. And now it's like, I got to accept this. I got to, I got to accept this. I have to, you know, see something in it, you know, to be okay with it. So I think that I don't know if that'll happen for me down the line, but how I stand with it right now is like, they definitely are too young and, and, and too impressionable, you know, and even 13 years old to me. Cause now that I'm 25 years old, I'm like, when I was 18, I was 18. Right. <laughs> I was 18. Like I was not, right. I was, bro, I barely had a car. I barely had a job. I barely like. Like, how are you going to make that choice? Yeah, like yeah, I, I get still you. was so, I was even more confused then because I had more to juggle and more to handle. Mm. And I was dealing with becoming a, a young adult, taking care of myself. You know what I mean? And mm. I think that I was, so I was even more, I mean, my personal experience, I was even more confused at 18 because I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> this shit's I, different. I think the idea that people can just change their gender is a little bit ridiculous. Um, you know, there's a thing called gender dysphoria where people like will feel that they honestly believe that they're the wrong gender. And for those cases, like, you know, it makes sense. But mm-hmm. that's like a mental disorder that I don't think we should just outright embrace and say, well, you know, you're right here. Chop off your dick. I think there are <laughs> I think we can um, <laughs> I think we can kind of, I don't know, put these people in therapy or get them some sort of treatment. I don't think that we should be. Uh, outright promoting the idea um, and then especially like to children or in media that children consume I think it's just going to confuse them um, I yeah I just I don't know I don't think you can be born in the wrong body I think you can feel that way mm-hmm. and, sure. and 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 you know you might need help for that but at the end of the day if you're if you're an adult and you want to get a sex change that's cool I don't. I don't care. It doesn't affect me. But if you're uh, if you're an adult talking about these things to children and putting that as a viable option on the table for children, then you got something wrong because children are super impressionable. Mm-hmm. I remember um, when I was like eight, I wanted to be a comedian just because I liked Bernie Mac on TV. Yeah. Like you I- know, so if you if if your kid grows up and one of their favorite characters is transgender they might say oh i want to be transgender like them yeah and there and there are cases where people will have the gender reassignment surgery and then years later they'll be like what the heck i can't this is this is bad like there's a there's a couple cases in in united states and canada where the people who got the surgery are outright suing their provider saying hey you didn't give me any sort of alternative you just mm-hmm. kind of affirm my delusion that i was in the wrong gender oh and goodness. now i'm permanently crazy, right? now <laughs> i'm permanently crazy. stuck without a penis you know it's crazy what you said about you know you know, you you might go to a movie, or I, I mean, I used to get out of a movie and and the Spider Man movie and think I was Spider Man. You get me, like mm-hmm. so right? I, shit, I got out of Creed three and thought I was a, a boxer the other day. <laughs> yeah, like, no so it's like it's yeah, like straight it's to very the gym, easy. Huh? Media is so, powerful. So that's what I'm saying. What the problem is the, the information, if for whatever reason, you know, because again, comparing gender and identity in our generation compared to this generation now in our generation. I don't necessarily think the information on those topics were so available yeah. right now. I'm okay with it being available now. I don't, I don't necessarily mind it being available. 
I have questions as to why is it now available mm-hmm. at such a large extent compared to you know our generation. But hey, like I said earlier, this is something that I'm older. Maybe I don't understand whatever the case is. So I'm going to give that part a chance, the information being available. But I don't like when you take the information and you dangle it, you know, like this is sweet and then this is sour because as a child that's what i'm saying you're going to go towards what you think is sweet if that's what an adult is telling you so the people behind uh the information and how they're arming it that's what to me needs to be looked at because you know hey if the information's out there and you can give it without being biased which i think is hard for anybody then you know it is what it is that's why it's it's so hard with that because i think it's not it's not anything that's tangible, right? Like, it's not yeah. like when you were in sixth grade and you had that puberty movie where it's like, okay, this is your penis, <laughs> this is your testicles, you know what I mean? This is your whatever, you know, you have your period, blah, blah. It's not. Yeah. It's objective. It's yeah, not like, it's not oh, you could that, also do this, but you yeah. could also do. Look at, so right. it's hard. So that's why I also. <laughs> it's biology. That's why I also say, like, it's tough to put that in the curriculum because there is not necessarily, you know, something that is tangible with it so it's like no longer about um education though yeah it's more so like no kid wakes up and is like hey i like i want to see a drag queen today like there's there's an infinite there's an infinite (laughs) amount of ways to entertain children and it doesn't have to be one of them that's my that's my whole point it's just like you know where attention goes that's that's just what what you think about and what you think about is what you become and for children to be seeing that at such a young age be exposed to that i'm not saying it's completely wrong if you're a drag queen like this is what you want everybody likes it's different shit but i have a question why? i won't say it's just why my only question wrong, is why i'll say it's weird it's fucking weird not, yeah, it's weird not, as fuck i'm, I'm not, not afraid to say that it's I'm, weird I'm as fuck and if you're a parent like, who tolerates that it's fucked up you're a fucked up parent yeah i'm not I was raised like my grandma. My grandma was from Oklahoma and then moved to Richmond. I feel like we just we not we weren't raised like that. Yeah. We weren't right. raised like that. Straight the up. The whole uh, the whole uh, drag queen thing. It's just for me. It's not even a thing of like drag queen. It's just like um, like I'm not exposing my kid to like someone dressed like that in the first place. Much less right. the whole idea of if like that was like a man dressed up as a woman. If it was a woman, woman or, like stripping, you wouldn't take your child right. to that no, show. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. That's the big problem. The problem overall is that when we went to school, it was school. Yeah. You learned math, you right. learned English, yeah, what even right. was that? science. What even you went was to break, that? you saw a couple fades, and you took that <laughs> ass home. That was it. Yep. It wasn't now you get to school and you have to be a social justice warrior. Right. And you have to stand up for this guy and this guy and that guy, which that's great and that's all dandy. But school was you get in and you get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and Y'all are trying to do all of these things. And this is the problem I have with the school system today for children is y'all are doing all of these like smoke and mirror shit. And the education has not changed at all. There's still students in Compton and all these other other um, cities that are are lacking books or lacking supplies, different sorts of classes. And you guys are discussing things like gender, but we can't even get a home economics back in class or or this school can't even get a music program or they don't have enough computers it's right. just like like this why is what you're making why important. are we focusing but, um, on gender it doesn't and make not sense. reading levels like our kids can't read the pandemic really set back a generation of children these kids are um they're 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 they were at home for two years going to school on zoom if i was six years old in first grade on zoom i'm not learning a single thing no and now they're just thrown back into real classrooms and now they're being flushed with this weird gender bender nonsense 
Yeah, and, and I'll tell you from experience, I was actually a substitute briefly for six months. Holy shit, man. It, it, it's actually sad about how... First off, kids don't respect elders anymore. They, they, they talk to their teachers like shit. Second off, they didn't learn anything in the pandemic. They couldn't read some simple-ass worksheets back to me. It was honestly sad because they're fucking around in the classroom. They never had any discipline with them, and it's just... Well, how could you learn anything when you're, when, you're, when you're at home trying to learn math and your dad and mom are fucking arguing in another room? It's, it's right. impossible. It's a whole other you know issue, I mean? but yeah. I had a it's very impossible. positive experience as a substitute teacher um, last school year. What school were you at? Um, it was in the San Luis Coastal School Sounds better District. than Palmdale. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, that's speak, very speak, easy. Speak to that. Speak to that. And, and, um, yeah. Well, first I want to... I don't know exactly where this is happening. The gender like classes, I, I hope... I don't think that's going on in California. Or oh, it's definitely it going is, on in California. Is it at sure. private schools? It's not at public schools. There are some public schools that diverge from the curriculum. Yes. Like which one? I've never seen it happen because they have to. I mean, they're on government money. They can't just do make up their own. Do. Yeah, but the teachers, government teachers these do what days they want. is all for that. Like, um, like we'll just talk federally. Like Joe Biden's administration is the most pro-trans administration in in history, and so they're they're pushing for these things as part of like diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's how they, they market it, right, of right. course. It's progressive to think like this, mm -hmm. to accept everybody. No, if you have a problem, then you deal with it head on instead of trying to change your gender. Like There's people talking about, I'm, talk I'm stuck in a different body. But at the end of the day, if you face yourself, it's, you're gonna get, it's way harder, but it's way more... Um, you get way more better results. Okay. Yeah. And that, that bugs because like, I feel like it's a cop out almost to just right. be like, Hey, it's, I'm going to switch genders. It's the easy route. It's like, I'm going to just get this surgery and then my life will be That's okay. How I feel. And then I'll be happy. Right. And then they're not happy. Did you see anyone in the, in your school district going through that? Transgender? Mm hmm Um, I saw one girl named Sierra and she, but no, no, but here, here's what's different. Here's what, here's what's different. No, no, she was, she was a great girl. Like, don't get me wrong. Here's the difference though. She would talk about how her uncle was hella loud and this and that, but you know that's just code for like he's just an asshole and he's probably abusive. So like I understand where it comes from, where people feel the need, or kids in this example, feel the need to want a way out. But the much healthier way to deal with those things is to face them. And it, it just sounds like such a cliche when you when I say it out loud. Yeah. But ultimately that's that's like that's life. You, you feel me? You're gonna get your teeth kicked in. I get you. And transgenderism isn't always the way out i think kids like innately know you know boy and girl because if you show like if you show a trans person to a kid like if it's a trans woman or whatever a kid is going to be like hey dude or like hey sir you know they're not gonna they're <laughs> yeah. not gonna be like hello ma'am because they recognize that this yeah. is a biological male but there's um, no political correctness right exactly yeah. and the fact that the people, I guess, who are pushing this agenda are demonizing uh, people who hold traditional beliefs so much. That mm -hmm. only shows that there's an agenda because if they were really about just educating and getting children to be aware of these things and mm -hmm. not actually trying to, um, you know, gather them and steal them for this ideology, they would just put the information uh, in front of them and say, hey, this is X, this is Y, you can choose. Mm -hmm. But they're saying X is right, Y is wrong, and if you like Y, you're a bigot, you're a pedophile, or a, um, this, that, and the third, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I would You'd be open to both sides, but instead it's like more biased this way. This is, this is what's normal. 
No. I feel like it's just a such a um uh what's the word? Not entitled. But kind of entitled like I mean I most of us grew up in a household where it was just I mean I <laughs> personally like if I went to my parents and I was like I want a boob job at 13. Yeah, there's kids like, now saying that. We're girls, not paying for that. It's not like that's so weird. No, yeah. just wait till you're 18. Aren't there rules about you had to wait till you're? Is that sure a rule is. that was? Uh, well, it's so, but problem. It, it's also, <sighs> but they're trying to say like you know, and this is this is weird, <laughs> but they're trying to say children, children can get these surgeries because they're old enough to make these decisions. If they're old enough to make decisions about chopping their dick off under age 10, then it would follow that they'd be old enough to make decisions about who to have sex with. Yeah. And I think that's the end goal yeah. here. They're or trying to normalize a vehicle. sexual yeah. relations yeah. with children. My point, exactly. But it's just like, yeah. my point where's exactly. the money coming from? Like, what? But, but your parents, ultimately, they understand. They're like, okay, well, you're 13. You may want a boob job, but you may grow up to realize that's not what you want. Right. So just Why wait, isn't money, that? Why aren't they keeping yeah, that same yeah. energy everywhere? You shouldn't yeah. demonize. We gotta <laughs> stop demonizing parents for not wanting to... Uh, yeah, if their kid, we got to stop demonizing parents for them being parents, for them saying no to their kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You got to you got to get out of those people's houses as long as they're not <laughs> abusing them verbally, physically. Hey, let them people do what they want to do, yeah. okay? Because at the end of the day, that's their kids, not your kids. You know what I mean? And so if 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 somebody's not rocking with that, they're not rocking with that. Let that be. Stop trying to you know. And that's a deeper conversation of of this is exactly what you know the the. The government does. They want to strip the kids away from the parents and the parents from the kids. They want kids to view their parents as the enemy inside of their home. Correct. Because then that is, okay, fuck you, mom. I'm going to go out here and listen to Tommy, Timmy, and Dan. And look <laughs> what they're going to tell you. You know what I mean? They're mm -hmm. going to tell you some fucked up shit. So it's Tommy, just like, it's just like, I mean, you know, <laughs> figure of speech in a way. But but you guys get what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, you know, family's all you have. And when you look like back in the day, family was, was everything, you know, and now it's not so much. And that's where... These things leak in, you know, well, I, I love my coach, but I hate my dad or I hate my mom. You know, my mom's so old fashioned or my mom's this or my mom or my dad's slow. He doesn't know how to operate an iPhone. So fucking what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Why does and what's up with that? Why do things like that? Why does somebody not being able to operate? Because I show elders respect because I was with my grandma. As mm -hmm. you should. So so check this out. Her not being able to operate an iPhone doesn't make me respect her any less. Oh, you old lady. You, <laughs> right. don't know what, you don't know what you're doing. She could sit down for 15 hours and school me about life. Because everything I'm about to do, she's already done. Mm -hmm. In some form, it might not be the exact same way. But she could go up and, and you know, a lot of times we think, oh, you're a know-it-all. But, but for everything you go through, your parents could be like, oh, I got a story. Unless it's you like getting a whole bunch of fucking money or, you know, something along that line. But life shit... They can tell you, so I just, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, people need to respect their elders. Yeah, uh, old heads are so wise, and they got so much wisdom, and they're not going to be around for a long time. So you just got to sit down and soak it up. And I just think that's the part of this, a part of the world or, or America at least that has gone wrong. You know, the thirties, the, the new twenty, fifties, the new forty. Everybody like right. Nobody, when, when, nobody wants to grow up. You know they I mean? just want to be a kid forever. My grandma's sixty, or, or she's seventy some years old. You know, her seventy look different. Is finna be look different than my seventy. My seventy, I'm gonna still be in this. Like I'm gonna still be looking like this. I'm gonna still be in this, pulling up. You feel me? Yeah. So, so I feel like that's how it's gonna be because you got look at Jay Z, look at Beyonce, look at these people. You can go to the gym right now and see a 60 year old that lift more than you. So people are like, just trying to be youthful for longer, and in in return, I feel like it just brings those those ideas in of like, well, let's try it out. Let's 
Mm. Be open to this. Let's do that. And so, yeah, I, I, I agree. I was going to say, so um, in the school district that, that I was in, it was, there was like progressive things happening that I was not prepared for. And not just me, but the whole rest of the, of the kids and the teachers, it was like, no one knew how to handle this. So, so one problem is no one knows how to handle this. And the other problem is this kid or this family who's like in a different like world than everyone else, but now they all have to like coexist together and like people are like trying not to step on anyone's toes and oh my God, it was a little bit weird sometimes, but I don't think people understand kids like when I like you said, when we were kids, like I would be like for a week, I would be I would be fucking G.I. Joe. Like, dude, I would be so <laughs> right. die hard for that, whatever <laughs> that was for a week. And then you you put the toy down, you pick yeah. something else up. Mm-hmm. Not saying that, you know, kids can't be gay or want to be something different at a younger age. But like, it's just so strange because of how we were as kids. I don't remember having those thoughts. And I'm going to switch it to another point in this um, discussion uh, that I actually think that has a lot to do with the decisions that children are making. And it has to do with the intake of what, you know, what they're ingesting. It's the social media that they're using, the tech they're using, the food they're intaking. You know what I mean? The water they're drinking. I feel like all of those things are so, and us as well. I feel like all of those things are so important. So let's get into that. Um, how do you guys feel about, you know, what the kids today are intaking on all those things wise compared to what we were and you know what, how do you just how do you feel about that? Louis, you want to go first? Um, shit. I feel like I've covered this in other podcasts and yeah. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but nothing changes. I think that uh well, for one, the short attention span, which I've alluded to several times, I think that plays a big factor in the fact that kids switch beliefs like every other day. Like you were saying, you said as a kid you wanted to be Batman, the next day you wanted to be Robin, whatever. Oh yeah. It's the same shit. We're growing up in the same shit. Um and Going back to what we were just talking about with the gender shit, you can't decide that you want to be this, and then next week you're going to feel a different way. So that sucks. That's a, that's a, a trap in itself. But social media exclusively, they're not. the algorithms are not favoring the best of humanity. They're simply not. I've, I've read this article from China where TikTok actually came from and how they're promoting things that actually better society like the advancement of society like scientific mm-hmm. endeavors and nobel prize and shit like that I've shit that actually that. means something that'll actually help humanity and here it's not the same thing here they're promoting dances they're talking about they're, they're promoting fights on the on tiktok they're promoting the the most degenerate shit ever and i'm not gonna front and i'm not gonna sit here and i'm gonna be like i hate it because i'll get stuck watching fights oh, over yeah. and over no i will i will oh, yeah. i'll get stuck watching fights but at the same time like you have to take a step back and realize that what's being purported over time yeah. and i'm not talking about over years i'm talking about it's only been a couple short years of tiktok this shit has been going you know how many times somebody swipes yeah. like the average times i don't time. have numbers for you but i'm gonna tell you like it's gonna be over 30 to 40 minutes every single day somebody mm-hmm. swipes up and down it is. that's poison and over time that's it's fucking people up I, I have a question what article what did the article say it it said that the china algorithm was favoring the china okay so tiktok came from china uh-huh. china can control the algorithm Mm -hmm. and they promote things that actually better society. So for example, um, young kid ends up creating a rocket that innovates the space sector. They're going to promote that. That's what you're going to see. You're going to see that more the more you swipe. But I thought we, aren't we all on the same algorithm? 
Uh, no. On the TikTok algorithm? Okay, so that there's a whole different issue. So they say. Oh. So they say. I'm gonna leave it at that, that. That's that is what because I have. I'll go I, on a tangent. I have. But, no, I have <laughs> tapped into that article and I have seen that as well. I want to read that. I don't know how certain it is, but I do. What I do know is that our algorithm for sure is, you know, predicated on being a jackass. Pretty. Yeah. Much. I, I think the so. internet as a tool is beautiful. Um, right. Definitely. But just like you know, on on the algorithm point, it depends on what the algorithm is feeding to these children. So. It, it, I would love TikTok if it was like an educational platform and children were spending hours scrolling, mm. learning new ideas mm. or how to build things. But instead, they're just scrolling, seeing like silly memes or um, they're seeing these blue haired feminists talk about gender. And um, <laughs> no, he's not lying. And, and, and no, seriously. Yeah, seriously. And so because. That's what the kids are seeing over time. Mm -hmm. I feel it's going to impact them negatively. And then, like, our generation al already has a shorter attention span. Definitely. The, the kids below us now, it's, like, fried. I, Terrible. I forget where I heard this, but it, it was something like the average tiktok watcher will know within 13 seconds whether or not they like the video so they're only they're gonna judge an entire presentation off of the first 13, 13 seconds, seconds either yes or no and that just that's gonna have such a negative impact um i feel like people these days aren't going to be as intellectual because they're not going to have the capacity to sit down and listen and, yeah. and listen for one formulate the ideas on their own or even want to sit down and talk about it with other people and i right. think the fear the fear aspect, that's something we did not have. We were not in fear of losing our jobs over an opinion. Yeah. We were not fear in fear of losing our jobs over a thought. People are in fear now because you could be, like I said, you can be Lil Larry down at 76 gas station, right? You can be a normal guy. You can go tweet, hey, I did it. And then you don't, have, you don't have a job no more. You know what I mean? And your tweet could have went viral and, 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 and now you ain't shit. But I wanted to... Um, Point out something you said about how we like, or you too, is fights and, and things of that nature, the negative things. It's so weird, right? Because I think we've been having that problem since the beginning of time. And I don't mm -hmm. understand what it is about human beings, but you can go back to Rome and the Colosseum with the gladiators. You can go far, far back. We've always liked entertainment, violence, uh, things mm -hmm. of that nature, you know? So, and I don't, I don't know why. I don't know who set it up that way, but it's just interesting to me. So, Sometimes I feel like um, it's almost like just has evolved into what it is right now. You know, it's went from Coliseum to whatever. Da, 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 da. Now it's right here where it's like you can go online and you know what I mean? You can go on the dark web or anywhere. And you can tap in and watch people blow their heads off. You can see like the craziest shit. You know what I mean? That and on that seen. note, I think um, I think that's something that deserves to be looked at by people, not not whether or not they're a boy or girl, like whether or not human beings have like an innate capacity or tendency towards violence, mm -hmm. or is it socialization? If it's socialization, socialization, how can we combat that? How can we change it? But these aren't the discussions people are having. Instead, they just want to stuck, be stuck fighting girl or boy or they or them. Yeah. And it just, it, it, it doesn't progress society. I don't, I don't know what benefit comes from having people confused about the gender they are. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I think is important, uh, even in our time, you know, that we were, you know, it was is our food intake. And so there was something that I had to watch in college. Uh, it was called genetic roulette. And uh, I had a teacher or a professor 
and she had a farm. And so she had, she literally had horses, chickens, all these different animals. And she used to talk to us so much. I came in a class once eating Doritos and she flipped out and she's like, dude, throw those away. Like what you're doing, what you're eating is terrible. I'm like, why? She's like, there's Roundup in Doritos, which is what they use to, I, I believe, kill weeds and stuff like that. And so I actually looked into it and there's a whole bunch of lawsuits about, you know, people getting cancer and different diseases from in taking in Roundup in their Doritos, you know. And uh, she would just put stuff like that in our, on our heads. And then we watched um, Genetic Roulette and it showed how, you know, in 1997, corn was, well, I don't know, I don't want to say 1997, but that was the first thing that was genetically modified mm-hmm. was, was, was vegetables. And it was supposed to just be to keep insects and things like that from, from eating our crops, you know. But then there came the, the lie of, well, there's not enough space in the world for <laughs> us to farm. So we have to genetically modify things. We have to push things out in these factories because, you know, and in turn, what did that do? That opened the gateway for uh, Twinkies and, and Ding Dongs and, and, and Scooby-Doo fruit snacks and shit that we mm-hmm. have no the fuck idea what we're eating, right? Like, we've been eating this right. shit forever. I love that shit. <laughs> right. I love that shit too. But when you really look at it and you break down what the ingredients are in these, in these meals, that is what's causing a lot of distress. You know, the meat that we're eating. When you kill an animal... You know what I mean? You drag it out, right? And this shit's like not wanting to go. It doesn't want to die. And then you slaughter it. All of those, all of that right. fear, all of that anxiety is released into that, into that animal. And now you ingest that. Now you're in, believe it or not, it sounds crazy, but you're ingesting true. anxiety. Mm-hmm. You're true. ingesting all of the, all of the negative hormones into your body. Now that's sitting in your gut. Now it's not digesting enough because you have all these other things in your body. And you know, it takes I took a nutrition class and it takes time to make chime, which is, that's what we used to say, which is a bowel movement. You can only process so much. So when you're eating all these different things, these things don't process. You guys have seen videos of a, of a McDonald's cheeseburger three years. It doesn't process. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're putting these things in our body every day. How many kids do you know, even in our generation, wake up Cocoa Pebbles? Lunch is a Lunchable. Dinner is chicken nuggets and French fries. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Then you eat ice, then you eat fruit snacks, and then you eat a Twinkie, and then you eat gushers, and then you eat a fruit roll up, like all of this shit. And this is what we're giving our kids every day. And I think uh, in the movie or in the documentary, it shows how it's it could somewhat be even uh, connect to autism or, or being Down syndrome, cancer, all these different things. And so, what do you guys think about? I guess, or if you guys do know about, you know the. F- food and and you know the importance of it what do you guys think about that for for our children so just to piggyback on what you were saying um monsanto is the corporation that owns the majority Mm -hmm. of gmos in this country which ironically bill gates has a stake in Mm. which ironically um of course he's always getting sued Mm -hmm. bill gates also owns the majority of farmland in the u.s you guys don't know fact check it whatever my whole point being is like you you have to question the people in power because you have to ask yourself why are they buying up farmland why are they pushing the propaganda the narrative saying that farming is is outdated and it's not um, efficient that's that's pretty much all i wanted to say because like that right there just pretty much sets the seed for someone else to go and do their own research so that's all i wanted to put out there is that bill gates is behind a lot of that shit and i think i think too what you just said right now what we've kind of all been talking about each one of these episodes is relying on the government. So, you know, I had a teacher in, in high school, shout out Miss Leslie, a forensics <laughs> teacher. 
Well, all we do is watch NCIS. But the times that she would get in her bag, she would get in her bag. And, and, and for real. And she, <laughs> she told me how, you know, in Palmdale, there was, you know, there used to be no, um, you know, roads and people used to ride their horses, blah, 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 all this stuff. But then she started to get on agriculture and how we, we used to be taught that in school and how now, you know, they took that out. They took away, you know, auto body. I think we still had that, but they took certain classes out, uh, home economics, like how to sew, how to make it, whatever, whatever. And they took out agriculture, which was us learning how to crop, you know, or, or plant our own stuff, you know. And I even talked to my grandma, and she's like, we used to have a, a garden in the back, you know. We used to have vegetables and, and, and fruits and stuff like that, and now that's nowhere to be found. And so when you take out uh, classes like agriculture, when you, you know what I mean, stuff like that, it, what do we do? We rely on the government to feed us, obviously, our vegetables and stuff like that. Uh, and whatever label they slap on it, we pretty much just go with that. And so when you really break it down, you know, you don't know really what it is. But I think um, that's the problem at home. You can look at from their generation compared to ours. They were had access to to fruits and vegetables fresh, actually. Mm-hmm. They, we, were, they were eating real food yeah. back right? in the day. And what we're eating now is just processed slop. Um, I think your story about the the teacher with the Doritos is is great because... You had one teacher back in the day yeah. who put you on game about that, and that made you aware of what you're putting into your body. Yeah, that's Literally. so true. Now, imagine this pen. Imagine yeah. you have one teacher who says it's okay to change your gender, yeah. and then you grow up thinking that's okay, and then years down the line, you're like, well, you know, my, my teacher said it was cool, so I think this is normal. And that just uh, that just really shows like the importance of teachers and children's lives. But... Um, Speaking on like GMOs and everything, like our food supply is so fucked. We have so many extra additives that the FDA approved in our country yeah. that are outlawed in other countries other, the like, world. across yeah. the world. Like only a few other nations accept it. And there's a thing where like Europeans will come to America and just trash our food because it's so different. It's terrible. And um, we need to we just need to get back to eating as close as possible. Real foods, we need to simplify the food production process. Our food shouldn't go through the same process as creating, like, mechanical lubricants. Another thing, you know know what was crazy? The other day, bro, I was thinking on some random shit, and I'm like, bro, the machines, for instance, that mold a Twinkie or mold whatever we eat, right, like, into the shape that it is, do those ever get washed? (laughs) Probably not. And if they don't, then what the fuck? Like, you you would have to imagine what we're really putting in our bodies is fucking nuts. They're probably supposed to get washed, but, you know, Mm -hmm. do the poise wash them. And I even seen how, um, you know, the the introduction to sugar is probably the biggest, one of the biggest things that compared to uh, older generations compared to ours and then moving on for the kids today. Uh, I was also watching how, like, there is a certain drip, like, droplet thing you can put on your tongue that's pretty much sugar-based, and then you can intake anything. You can eat the most sour, tart thing ever, and it'll taste sweet. And when you look at... I've tried that. When you look at Doritos, right, Look, go look at the sugar on it. Go look at any food that you eat. To Even, even the saltiest of food, like, that's processed, has sugar. Go look at it, mm. and you'll see that sugar is really the reason why. Because it, it for whatever reason, it, it released some sorts of some sort of endorphin or oh. serotonin in your brain, and it makes you happy. And so that's why they put a, a good dosage of sugar in almost all the products that we eat. So that's why when you when to you're trying to diet or eat clean, you're like back. you're low key like feel like at times like what the fuck like I really want right. fast food or I really want because it's um. that it's that it's almost a drug. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just going off what you said, uh, you said you had that one teacher in school. I had that teacher too. Miss Penn. Shout out Miss Penn. Um, she, shit. We, gave her, we, gave her we were in a, uh, AP biology together. <laughs> That's how I met this guy. Yeah. But um, it's so funny. She told us what aspartame was. And aspartame mm. is basically a sugar substitute that's derived <laughs> from bacteria. And now, growing up, I, I see it everywhere. And it's so funny because people at my work would literally hold Diet Coke and be like, thinking that they're they're okay, like yeah. they're good mm-hmm. because they're drinking it. And it's a better sugar substitute. And it's so funny because nobody realizes, because it says zero sugar on the can, everybody oh, feels good about drinking it. When in reality, aspartame is way detrimental, way more detrimental to your health than sugar is. So it I'm actually promotes sh- autism, yeah. which is what you were saying. That is, there's a linkage to what we eat, to autism. Not saying that autism is the worst thing that can happen to you, but obviously it's not ideal for anybody. So that, that should just, it sticks out to me because uh, people are like so... There's like so they have succumbed to like marketing so much that they actually have changed their thought process when they're ingesting things. You know, and it's it's crazy because it's almost like okay, and then and then the, the the most fucked up part about the intake part when it comes to our kids in this generation of the youth in America is that most people can't really afford to go get the organic. They can't go mm-hmm. afford to get the pasteurized egg. They can't afford to <laughs> get. They can't afford to go get the grass-fed ground beef. They can't afford <laughs> to. They can't. You feel me? Like so. So it's like, what do they do? You know, when you got a, a whole bunch of people on welfare and they they hitting the the stater bros, and then you got to think about that. Even the stores that you're you're that are in your radius, it's all based off of what you make. So if you live in a hood, you might have a a stater bros. You might or whatever. You might have something, and that might not have an egg white. That might not have a. You know what I mean? It might not have a 97.3 lean ground beef. Might not it, have it. It's a privilege it, now. It's like a privilege. Places so, like Sprouts and shit. Yeah, like this is where rich privilege. people go. So, so how do you even, you know, it's set up in a certain way where it's like, how do we even get good food to our kids unless we get, I mean, over 80000 to to $100,000 a year? Right. You got to worry about that before you can even worry about feeding yourself properly. Systematic. Like it's crazy. People, so when you really people think about need it, to be aware of what they're eating. But on the same notion where people can't afford to eat good, people can't even afford to know what they're eating. Because imagine, like, it, it, it really is a luxury if you can take time to, like, okay, look up, look up where this food comes from, know more about that. There are people who are, like, starving. They're trying to make ends meet. They're, they're working jobs. They got to deal with their kids. They don't have time to even think about mm-hmm. the idea of buying something other than a craft american cheese single some tv dinners they're not reading the back for ingredients they don't know what a gmo is yeah. and i just think that's um i think that's part of the larger agenda you know people when they're when they're poor and angry they're fighting to survive and when they're fighting to survive they can't think about the things they would that they normally would if they were more privileged and had time to actually reflect and yeah. think about what they are consuming. Which Absolutely. goes back to the attention-driven economy, just where attention goes. He's so right. But here's the thing. Get your shit off. As someone who was very poor, right, college student, living off government money, mm-hmm. sorry, um, it was very easy to eat, like, the whole thing of you can't afford mm-hmm. to eat good. I right. think it's a very like it's a misconception. Mm-hmm. It's so easy True. to just. Let, let me ask you one thing: mm-hmm. Who instilled those those thoughts? That's, in that's your head? where who, I was kind of going to go with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who pushed that's you I was go to with. want a better living? Who educated your parents to instill it? Yeah, in that you? starts from home, and so because yeah. it's generational. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, most truly, it's generational. Most people could have right. you know because you got to think about it. it 
So then, where did it go wrong for the people who don't have that? <laughs> well, you have you'd have to go all you, the way you gotta back. Go way back which, because it, it's like it, it was is. never it's, right. It was never right. Them, yeah. You know? Okay. It's just people are just stuck in a cycle of wrong eating, wrong habits, yeah. and they just get, it just gets passed on down where that's normal, and yeah. you wouldn't even. It's so hard for people to consider alternate realities there's a thing called cognitive dissonance where yes. people will just reject something if it flies in the face of their currently accepted mm -hmm. reality even if it's fact so it's just easier, it's yeah. very hard to get people to get outside of the box yeah. and unless you're like kind of one of those thinkers who was always outside of the box mm -hmm. you know you got to fight to break it out that box and then you got to fight to learn about life outside of the box and I, I i get what you're saying because i'm the same way like well, you know, I struggled or whatever the case is, and I, you know, maybe ate cleaner or got a certain place. But people are just, you know, it's it's just, it's different for everybody, I think. Mm -hmm. And also, like, how he was saying, like, most of the people who are, you know, eating a certain way or whatever the case is, they have a mindset that's... Obviously, everybody's, you know, can make the conscious decision to change, but it when it's passed down generation generation... It's like it's almost hard for a rich guy, the fifth generation rich guy, to be poor. I mean, he's the fifth right. generation <laughs> rich guy. You get what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like mm -hmm. the fifth generation poor guy. It's really easy for him to go ahead and just be the sixth generation poor guy. You get what I'm saying? Because it's mm -hmm. already what's been been in, um, been instilled within within his family and stuff. So I I, I do agree with you, but I, I agree with you and um, as well. And what and what you're saying makes total sense. Like yeah. I I obviously I didn't have the best. Uh, childhood ever I'm not gonna say I struggle this and that but I, I at least I wanted better for myself so like obviously putting better food in your body is, mm -hmm. is definitely something but you have to realize that a lot of people are more so focused on survival rather than than bettering their lives I feel like it's a whole mindset like mm -hmm. the whole idea of convenience and like oh I can't yeah definitely it, mm -hmm. it's a greater mindset that yeah it is a privilege um to a certain degree but it is a mindset where it's like you For have sure. to be, you know, you have to somehow hope or I wouldn't say hope, but you have to figure out that there is other things out there besides what you're currently doing. And, and, and somebody has to plant that seed. Yeah. You true. get me? So if you, monkey see, monkey do. Like and, you're going to repeat so, and patterns. That's so true because, you know, we're blessed to have adults or basketball coaches lived in my same neighborhood, you know, plant seeds in me to be a certain type of person. Maybe when other people didn't pick up the slack or whatever the case is, you know, and so I do think that that that's important. Um, this is a great segue into the education for sure. That's what that's exactly what I was going to move into <laughs> is was education and how, um, you know, how did we look at it when we were kids? Because when I looked at it, I was like, you know, I got to go to college. If I don't go to college or, you know, then then what am I? You know, and then now fast forward 25. I mean, I'm doing I'm doing all right. Like I look at the salaries right compared to people who went to college and didn't go to college. And if you didn't go to college for anything specialized or you're not like a fucking lawyer or something like you get what I'm saying? Like we're kind of all, I feel like financially doing the same in my opinion. And I feel like now we're going more towards skill than education. Like I've, I have gotten opportunities from just having experience within certain jobs compared to having a degree, not saying that a degree or, uh, you know, stuff like that is because I think that is if you got the experience and the degree to walk in and talk, then mm -hmm. I mean, obviously you're a fucking shoe in the door over somebody that just has experience. But I'm just saying that I think that's what we're going towards is maybe not so much education driven when it comes to like getting some sort of certificate. What do you guys think? I think it's cool that there's uh, 
a pivot away from <laughs> college and universities only because I feel like for a large part of colleges and universities, you don't learn shit these days. It's just like it's just like high school 2.0. Yeah. And and then if you do learn shit, you learn about how like America's bad and you were born in the wrong gender. Yeah. And so you just come out of these institutions just angry as like, fuck. Like, mad, hating, fuck hating yourself like. and hating the world. And um, so it's cool that people are starting to see that it's not necessary. And I think they're only starting to see that it's not necessary because it was pushed so heavy at a certain point And then everybody got college educated. And then you hear things where like, oh, a college degree is the new high school degree. Yeah. And so it's just like, going to continue. It's not the it, new high school. Right, money. right, yeah. right, right. And it, if, it just, if that just continues to lose its value, people are naturally going to want to seek alternatives. And so it's cool that people who are more skill based are now getting the opportunities yeah. that would have previously required a degree. Because at the end of the day, if you have the qualifications, you have the qualifications. If you possess the skill set and the knowledge, you can get the job done. It doesn't matter whether or not you took out tens of thousands of dollars in loans to go to school. And I also think the price of education is a bit ridiculous, too, because it, it, it shot up once uh, the federal government got involved and started pretty much lending out money for children i think it's so crazy that the federal government makes money off of giving their citizens student loans money. like you should incentivize your students to study you should you should try to make school cheaper instead of trying to make a buck off of the citizen who wants to go learn so it's um a combination of that i think it's good that people are moving away towards the universities but i also think we need to make sure people have something to move away Two. towards two yeah. so like point them to skill sets don't just say f college and then you're done go figure it out yeah. like say f college make a backup plan figure out what you want to do and how to get there in my personal opinion what i did and what what until i switched jobs i went from the medical field to more so of the administrative field but when i was in the medical field i went to trade school for that and so in my opinion i'm a big firm believer in trade school because it's direct teaching hands-on on what you're going to actually be doing if you want to go to school and, and you know, like I said, if you're not going to be some sort of doctor or something in the medical field, like lawyer, um, you know, I don't necessarily say go to go to school to study business. If you do, I mean, I, I don't necessarily I also do think that studying business in school is not a bad thing because people do learn from there. But, mm. um, I, you know what I mean? I just look at it like, why? I, I, I agree because I was I, I've always been uh, business driven since. I was a young kid. I was selling duct tape wallets. So like when I grew up, graduate, <laughs> not a real story. <laughs> when when I grew up and I had that entrepreneurship spirit, I was like, I'm gonna go to business school. Like it just it, it wasn't even a like no doubt. I went to business school. Um, realized that the businesses, I mean, the teachers there have never created businesses themselves. So they lack that entrepreneurship spirit. And so um, I went for a paid skill within business, which is accounting. I'm an accountant now, and. Looking back, it's just like a lot. Like a lot of school is fluff. It's just yeah. like, hey, we we want you for four years. We want forty thousand dollars, <laughs> and um, whatever you think you you're feeling at this moment, go and pursue it for four years. And then at the end, if you don't get a job, we don't give a fuck. You're still gonna end up paying us back. So for me, I'm a firm believer in school. If you have a paid skill, mm -hmm. um, lawyering, doctor, engineering, accountant, things like that, mathematician, um, but liberal arts major not knocking it it's probably super interesting to a lot of people but um it's not a paid skill in this economy mm. so i'm very very thankful that there's people who realize that hey school is not for me and that's perfectly fine you don't have to be an intellectual but you can still 
capitalize on what you're good at in life. And I thank social media for that, that you're able to promote things that you're actually good at. And 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 I and so like what I think with um social media has done is it's shown people that you don't gotta be necessarily smart to make money. You gotta be a hustler. Yes. You gotta have grind. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that a teacher that that has a teacher that has as many days as the students off cannot tell you about yeah. grind. They cannot tell you about when their back's against the wall and they've right. got to make an investment. They can't tell you about all the nights when nobody's believing in them because they've got a cushy job with tenure. They have no idea yeah. about mm-hmm. eating what they kill. And I've always said that. When you're any type of business venture, you got to be skilled because you you only eat what you kill. So point blank period. So a teacher can never tell you that because they're always going to be getting a paycheck if you want it to go a different route you know what i mean if you want to be an entrepreneur whatever the case is i would definitely not take advice from them because like i said what you're saying is true like like when it comes to business or even just a, a life it's not so much the the rule book that teaches you it's the it's the experience yes and so it's like i could sit up here and tell you you can get an interest rate and you can da, 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 whatever do this this and that and this is how you can get an llc and da, da, da. yeah but what about the part when, you know what I mean, six months in and ain't shit moved? You get me? What hmm. about the part where, you know what I mean, where where I just, I, I zeroed out because I, 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 I fucking, you know what I mean, or whatever. What about when I'm on my third chance? Whatever. That's the things that you're not taught, uh, especially with business in school. That's why I went to trade because I'm just like, I don't want to, I've always known I don't want to work a job. I don't knock working. You shouldn't feel less of a man if you work a nine to five because I believe that, hey, our parents did it. It, it's it's easy to go out here and, and, and shake ass on OnlyFans. It's easy to go out here and sell drugs, kids. It's easy to go out here and rob people for their hard-earned money. It's hard to wake up every day and clock into a 9 to 5, keep that consistency, and build something on the side. That is, that's hard to do. You know what I mean? And so it's, 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 it's hard to do that. And so I respect it. But me personally, I don't ever want to, I don't want that to be the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I've always looked at uh, school as why the fuck am I going to, I'm not going to spend 50 to $100,000. Me? No. I'm going to go take this loan out for $15,000, $10,000, go to trade, you feel me? Get, a, get a, a good job, pay that off, and then take that money from that good job and invest in whatever dreams the, that I fucking have. At what you point know? did you realize that that was the path you should take? Um, Honestly, I always felt like it was the path I should take. But when you're growing up and that, that comes on to our generation compared to, you know, I, w- I feel like the generation now is our parents pushed college on us so much. So I had to be very like low key about what I really wanted to do, if that mm. makes sense. I've been working since I was 16 years old. I was taking a, a bus to go to Six Flags and, you know, so I've always been working, always was going to go to school, do the, you know, the normal, the normal shit. Um, I didn't even know what job I was going to get. Yeah. You get me? But it's something that. It's just pushed in your household. And it's pushed by people that they didn't even go to school. So, like, you telling me, you better go to school. You didn't even go to school. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even go to school for, like you know, how you going to tell me? In so, my... it's like, it just doesn't make sense. But, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Are <laughs> you good? In my opinion, there's, I think one of you mentioned that there's such a disconnect because the teachers that are that are there trying to tell us, like, to go out in the world and do something, whatever, have never done that themselves because they just went to college and they became a teacher. That was my problem with um, in college for me as well. I, I, you know, 
studying math, everyone's go-to was like, oh, you're going to be a math teacher. I was like, no, that's not exactly what I want. Like, People I, need help with math. I love education, but there's so much I could apply with the math. Like, And that's what I want to find. And in college, I was on this mission to like, tell me what's out there. Like someone, you know, here's my cup, pour into it. And all my professors are like, I don't know. I just became a professor after when I'm like, what like the a, fuck Like a mentor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, get I wanted you. I get a mentor. You the same thing. And um, so it's kind of, it's ridiculous that these same teachers who are telling us in high school, like, oh my God, you got into USC. Oh my God, congratulations. Like, I'm so proud. I was their teacher, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you're going to AVC. That was me. And they were, and it's like, ooh, like, are you sure? Like, we could get you, like, uh, I don't know, CSUN. It's like, <laughs> what? Are you truly? No, yeah, no. I'm saying like they're they're downgrading the Cal State. I mean the community college system versus whatever, whatever. And it's just like, there. You're a kid. You're 17, 18 years old, and you're supposed to like make this decision of what you're gonna do with the rest of your life. Like, are you happy? Like, you ask your teachers, are you happy? Is this like, is this where you wanted to be? Like, this was your goal. Like what is? And <laughs> there's no inspiration. It's crazy except that except for the internet. When you're 17 and 18, you ha- you're expected to know what you want to do. Pick that college. Pick your major. And then they'll just hand you a hundred thousand dollars and say, "Okay, pay us back whenever you get a job." Like everything's changing, though. You <laughs> yeah. know, everything's really changing because when we look at, like I said, like we're talking about the view on education today compared to when we were kids. Like I don't think parents are pushing it as much yeah and and like even like us like we're a generation where we're a lot of people are 25 to 30 they're still at home they're chilling like they're like mom i could be another kids from then you know maybe my grandma or my dad they were like we were out at 21 or whatever like things are changing i think parents are becoming more i guess just open to whatever it is that they're being given you know without any real without any real research i well i think maybe like People are staying at home and parents are more open to that. It's just because uh, things are different. Back in the day, those people could go to college for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. They, they could they were able to work for a summer, pay for school and then get a job. Or like back in the 50s, like you could provide for a family mm. on one income. And now that's just not a possibility. So it's almost like. Okay, well, if my son is 28 and he's at home, like I can't just feed him to the wolves because yeah. he's not going to be able to provide. Yeah, and that's that's the shitty. Part. I wanted to say something you said about like the liberal arts majors. It's, it, I always had this like battle too because I was swamped with homework in college, and then there's a whole other sector of college kids that were like out doing whatever, right. and and it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, you're studying art you're going to have a four-year degree in art. Is that going to make you a better artist? Like, who they don't have someone, like, challenging that because you don't have to have a degree to be uh, Picasso or whatever or sell art, make good money because that's... Right. The if, best artists didn't even go to school. Exactly. So it's just, like, who... Like, what a... What a... That's why indie like your kids persona- today. Your personality, it shows so much of your personality. Like, you feel like, oh, my God, I have to go to school and get this art degree and then do art. It's right. like, oh my God, that's uh, so sad. And then <laughs> being an artist isn't even something that you can really teach. Like mm. those kids will 
enroll in those classes or programs because they know that they're creative. They know that they have the artistry within them. So it just makes sense. If you're being forced at gunpoint by your parents and society to go to school, yeah. oh, well, if I have an option to go be an artist, I think I'm an artist already. I'm going to just go learn about art. Mm -hmm. So you, they, they're not teaching people how to be artists. They're not creating new artists. They're just... They just have a bunch of kids who are already interested in the arts, sitting them down for four years, making them learn about art history and things that like has that. Nothing to do with that. Different yeah. interpretations, but they're not they're not actually making art. And they're they're, they're externalizing it. They're they're saying that like you don't know art, but you will know art. People who are truly artists already know that they possess yeah. those creative yeah. because capabilities. Because it's subjective. At the end of the day, how can you how can you institutionalize something that's subjective? Like how can you make right. this a curriculum and grade? How can you put a grade to this? You know what I mean? That's why I envy kids today because I feel like kids today, they're so lucky because they have their eyes, they have the chance to have their eyes open even more than we did, right? Where they're able to see the the fallacy in, in what, they're able to see that adults aren't full of shit thing that we weren't really able to see. We kind of did, but we still gripped to it like, oh, they're full of shit, but let me see. Yeah, yeah. Let me go and get this degree. Let me go take out this loan. Let me go mm -hmm. see. Oh my God, they're I totally more like, agree. They're more like, I'm 10 years old. I don't want to be... I fucking look at this guy. He's online making money just walking around. Right. Opening bags of chips. Why the fuck do I want right. to work like Pops? I don't want to work like him. So I think their eyes are open more to where it's like, I think that's a negative too. But I think it's a positive in the way where like they're going to challenge authority. Yeah. And definitely. they're going to somewhat make the system crumble if they can get around the, because I think each generation has a, um, what's the word for it? Like a poison that's being shot at them to stop them from achieving what I think the higher ups or the government is in fear that they can achieve. So with us, I think it was the starting of social media and, and certain stuff like that. And I think with them, it's the advancement, the 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 uh, frequency that they can get knowledge and what knowledge can be real or fake. And so if they can get around that, I feel like they can definitely be the ones to challenge authority and maybe make the educational system crumble, maybe the economic system crumble, because I think they're going to be the ones that are like, dude, we don't want to do this shit. Like, you already see people talking about quiet quitting and all these different things. So I right. just look at it like that. Kids now are too up on game where they're like, you know, I'm not trying to go to 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 CSUN. Like, I'm going to just dug it out for a year or two and see what happens. Like, you know, it's and just different. You can learn so much online, too. Yeah. There's so yeah, much. I wanted to, um, this, I remember being a substitute teacher and, mm, gotcha. you know, whatever. The kids, like with the technology in the classrooms, which is so much different than what we had, it's like there's becoming a greater and greater um, gap between the kids who just fucking get it, yeah. like can read anything, like brilliant, mm -hmm. brilliant kids. And then just the ones who don't get it at all, which again, I mean, the the I think the school districts are trying to like make that a less like negative thing, like, it's okay that you don't get this. Mm -hmm. Maybe try this. Um, but that is something I noticed was was some kids were using the technology like good, like smart. There are kids smarter than me, like coding and shit. And I'm like, wow, mm. that's insane. And then there was kids that were just you know playing uh, Minecraft or or whatever Roblox. on the uh -huh, um, on the computer. So I wanted to uh, get into the last point on this topic, uh, you know, the climate of the youth in America, and I want it to be the economy. And so I want to ask everybody, how do you guys think um, the economy differs from our generation compared to the generation now, pros, cons, and, you know, overall, which is which is better? Well, Luis. Uh, 
I'll say the <laughs> biggest difference in the economy between now and when we were coming up is social media. Okay. Because social media uh, generates so much money mm-hmm. for individuals, uh, whether it's through like ad revenue or affiliate links or direct sales. Um, so that's a big plus that kids have these opportunities to sell things online. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like the economy as a whole, we're way worse off now. Like things are so expensive. Um, it's, it's hard to find a good paying job. And just I feel like the economy has kind of been on a downward trajectory over the past several decades, really. Like we went from a point in like the 50s where you could provide for a family with one income. And now that's not even an idea. You you have to have a seriously good paying job to support an entire family of four. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's worse off. But I don't I don't think things will always be this way. You know, the economies mm-hmm. and ebb and flow things get things are great. Things are bad. Um so I, I have hope that, you know, one day it, it'll be better. But right now, it, I, I'd say it's worse off. Before I let, I'm going to let Lewis uh, get his shit off. But um, also what's funny, right, is I think from now, you know, you can even group us in with the generation now compared to our parents or whatever. There wasn't, and maybe before them, there wasn't off-white, you know, Nikes to go by. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't there wasn't Casa Amigos and, and shit like that. <laughs> Don, Don Julio to go buy on the weekend. Yo, like, that's like it wasn't true. like like you you didn't could, have to go and you didn't have to flex? go and flex. You didn't have yeah. to go and flex. And like Damn. you were like, yo, let me save my coin. I know. Let me get a house. Let me build. You know that was the steps you took. And now it's like in but, the in the middle of trying to get a a house, you're buying. You know what I mean? You might buy some seven hundred dollar headphones. You're Bottega like, Bottega Vanega. You know what I mean? Bottega, so Bottega. Yeah, right I'm now, busting. I got, I got Louis all on. that shit. Yeah, me but too. Like, me too. Yeah. Of course. But so, but so, um, and that's a deeper conversation, it's, right. especially for for black people. You know, there's something called How to Buy a Negro, and it's a it's a movie or a documentary that speaks on how to pretty much scientifically how white men, you know, view black people. It was during the time when we came, started coming to the money, into money. So 50s, 60s, you know, um, uh, segregation was abolished and, and things like that. And so what they did was pretty much, um, now that they're coming into money, we're going to, you know, make them hyper consumers. And it was all based off of what we liked. They knew that we were coming into money. We wanted to look better, feel better, appear like we had more status. And so that's mm. where they started to create those things like shoot more shoes and and you can get your hair done like this and do this <gasps> and do that because they knew that we would be hyper consumers because that was the only thing technically that could put us up next to other people is what we had. You get what I'm saying? Which in reality, that doesn't measure a man, but mm-hmm. that's where um, society starts to take a turn. They specifically did it for my black people. Then I think it became women when they started doing the magazines and makeup and this and these sorts of things and expanding them. And so I think that's the difference between now and then was they didn't have all these other little things um, armed against him secretly that they didn't know, you know, because you're like, oh, I'm just getting a shirt. I'm getting fly. Yeah, you're actually getting behind in a way. You know what I mean? You're All your focus is on clothes and shoes, not building any generational wealth or whatever the case is, vice versa. Women, you're, you're trying to just get a bag all day, 24-7. You're not even worried about leaving anything behind. Nobody. Right. So I think... Wow. That's the difference between the economy today and now is hyper consumerism. I think social media kind of fuels that too because 
like you were saying, it's all about the flex. And the flex is just showing off for other people. But you wouldn't be concerned about thousands of other people yeah. if you if you just weren't connected to them if you didn't have instagram or twitter mm-hmm. you would just be concerned about your family your friends and those immediately in your community and surrounding you and because you know them and you you love them you're not gonna want to boast and brag and show off in front of their face you might want to go harder that way you can put them up on game and so um yeah, I think, damn, like social media is, is really kind of driving the flex economy, I feel like. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like I know <laughs> it's so interesting. People I have in my life and my friends, I like to have these kind of deeper conversations with. Mm-hmm. But sometimes like the mark is missed because they it's like, oh, I can't. Oh, my gosh, this person is just like, oh, did you see their new house and their new countertops? And then it's like that the guy's same, a fucking asshole. Though. That same person, though, <laughs> the same Whoever, person who has like, all the critiques for the other person is like subconsciously trying to get to that lifestyle yeah. and like sad that they don't have that lifestyle. And it's just like, what is what? Do, what do you want? Like, who's people, <laughs> how people are you bring down people that? Yeah, at the them. end of For the day, sure. too, now For we sure. live in a generation where... But it's a social media. Like, they they couldn't yeah. have never done that without Which is media. a perfect segue into, like, everything theoretical that you guys just talked about. I 100% agree. I know we're talking about it at a very high level. But, um, you know, I've been learning a couple of things from my mentor. And I think it's, it's very practical to mention that, like, yes, we are about to hit a recession, for sure. Like, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I kind of just want to let everybody know what I've been learning. And so... A really good strategy is as the economy dumps and interest rates are going up, yes, the Fed is hiking stuff up. The best thing that anybody could do, whether you're young, old, or whatever, is stack your bread and get some type of return on it because when the economy dumps, assets will be devalued and you'll be able to pick up on houses, which is actually like people that I know have done it. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name here, but um they've done it and it's it's like the literally we are living in the most unique, perfect time as a young person to capitalize on building the wealth foundation. And it all starts with saving money right now, not going out and spending your credit cards and getting all this debt that you're never going to get out of because interest rates will only rise. And yeah, I just wanted to put that are you out saying, there. Are you saying um, if you have investments, uh, cash them out or invest? I'm saying just put your mindset towards that. I'm like, saying use, use safe returns. I'm not talking about crypto, even though crypto is pumping because people are losing faith in the banking system and that's why it's pumping. I'm saying um, keep your nest egg, keep keep your cash high because when shit hits the fan, everybody's gonna lose their house. Every I see a lot of people on social media buying houses with their hubby, and it's cool and all, but at the same time, you're getting locked in at a higher interest rate. And everybody would. loves to say, "Oh, I'll refinance in a couple of years. Are, we, are you gonna make it a couple of years?" Yeah. For example, people. Why are then bu- you'll be upside down. Yes, people <laughs> right. people are buying houses that are worth three hundred thousand. Yeah. They're paying two thousand a month, but you don't realize at the bottom of a recession, you can buy a house for the same price, two thousand a month, but it'll be worth five hundred k. You're losing mm-hmm. purchasing power if you buy now, and that's a big red flag because mm-hmm. it's only gonna get worse and worse and worse for the next six to eight months. A recession is the greatest to... time to build wealth. Absolutely, it's, it's a transfer. Right. Yeah. I need you to be my mentor. We'll talk after. Yes, yes. <laughs> stack bread. Sure. You guys got to stack your bread. You know, you guys got to stop, you know, and, and and like we said, I think that's the difference between now and then is that people weren't so um, consumed with what they could consume. Like right. now people are consumed on what they can consume. What can I get? You know, people will go and buy a $100 cookie just because it's $100. Yeah. 
That was the yeah. whole method behind Nipsey Hussle selling mm-hmm. Crenshaw for oh, the, $100. The because the more expensive it is, the more somebody wanted. I right. want to go and to go to Salt Bay. I'm not paying me on some joking shit. I'm not paying 200 for my girl to get salt drizzled in her mouth. <laughs> yeah, no. no fucking way. <laughs> No fucking way. You'll be a dead man. Little ass midget salt bay, the little suave dude, you'll be yeah. a dead man. Just drizzle some salt in my girl's steak. You're yeah. crazy for $200, $300. You're out of your fucking mind. You guys are cucks going to do yeah. that. I'll never go take my girl $500 date <laughs> to go watch her get some salt drizzle. Yeah, what about Nobu? You're crazy. No, fuck Hell no. Nah. Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I feel like that. I have I'm this just... internal battle a lot, and I was just thinking about this the other day in the car. Like, I like nice things. Yeah. It's great to have nice things. Yeah. Do I like nice things because they're nice things or because I want people to say, oh, that's a cool, nice thing you have? The All ladder. falls down. And All falls ladder. down. Kanye West. Yeah, right. Perfect right. example. And it's just it's just the constant battle. Like, you know, I, I it's it's okay to like nice things. I feel like for the large majority of it, it's because I want these nice things. It's mm-hmm. for myself. Makes me feel good. I like Because you've worked hard right. and you I, deserve it. I like it. driving my Beamer every yeah. day. It's mm-hmm. it's a fucking blessing. Yeah. But it feels good when I'm at the gas station and some dude's like, I see you, bro. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, salute, <laughs> um, I feel I feel that. I, I, it's such a mental battle. It's like, yeah, I do. Of course, I deserve these nice things. But it's like, what is it ultimately like? Me. Right, like and like, yeah. like I I was I was shopping yesterday. I bought these glasses yesterday. I like those. By thank the you, way. thank you. They're Ray Bans. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was almost gonna Polarized. get the Gucci. I was almost gonna get the Gucci ones. I'm like, oh, they're Gucci. They're cool. They're Gucci. <laughs> yeah. And then dude shows me these Ray Bans, and they're like half the price. And I'm like, well, I like it. So let me just not go off the name brand. Right. Yeah. Get what you like, man. That's why I tell people I thrift a lot of my clothes. People be like, oh my god, you got you got this. Nah, dude, this shit is five bucks, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm not made of money. Right, and and then it all it all comes down to knowing what you like too. Yeah. You know, you can't. But there are people who just go with the trends. You can't be one of those. You you have to like you have to figure out what your interests are, what draws you to certain yeah. things. Like, why does this catch your eye? Think about it really, and then try to find that in other products. Don't just be For a follower. Sure. And I think, and I and I and you know, and um, all in all, I think that's kind of what I think the problem with uh what the climate of the youth of America is, is the, is we have, we are birthing so many followers. We're not birthing a lot of leaders, you know, and a leader is somebody who's going to, who's going to do the work, you know, a leader is somebody who's not going to, you know, get fucked up every weekend. That's not going to blow their money on stupid shit. You know, somebody who's going to be the serious guy, unfortunately, you know what I mean, um, mm-hmm. and, 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 and put the work in, um, overall, I think that we grew up in a fucked up economy and, you know, our little brothers and sisters and cousins are are seeing that as well. And I don't know when that's going to change, but I know one way to combat that is to change the minds of the youth on how they view money and what they do with it. And the one thing that you can do is stop fucking your money off. Um, so I think that's the number one thing. But uh, it was yeah. a good one today, guys. We're going to yeah. close it out. I, I really enjoyed deep. this one. Yeah, I like having sure. you guys here again. Um, keep looking forward to these people coming around. Some of my near dear friends, uh, we like chopping it up about deep shit. So, um, yeah. And for the kids listening, you know, just don't put yourself in a box. Mm -hmm. You could do it all. Yeah. Without changing your gender. They want want you in the box. Get out of the box and get money. Money's everywhere. So, this is Disorderly Conduct. I am your lovely host, Kali the One. 
I'm here with some near dear friends again. We're closing it out. If you're watching this, please make sure you like, subscribe, all that good shit. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the hate. I just want to close it out. Praise be to Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful. Yeah. All right, cool. Nice. That was good.